Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
into the Rory Sauter Show. Happy Tuesday. I hope you all had a fantastic weekend. I hope it all went well, productive, fun accordingly. I hope you all are having a great week so far. I have missed you all. Uh, we had great shows last week. Um, like always, I want to thank our uh, amazing guests last, last week. Um, our audience just keeps getting bigger and bigger. We are now downloadable in 15 countries, so it just keeps growing. And, you know, again, I want to thank all my co-hosts, sponsors, audience, everybody. I mean, you know, guests. I mean, this is, this is amazing stuff um, that uh, we've, uh, we've been doing and uh, how we've been able to move the show really in a fast pace and, and way quicker uh, than, any, than I anticipated and probably other, a lot of other people did. Um, but yeah, I'm just, it's very impressive and, and I'm just beyond thankful to everyone. So thank you. Um, first of all, we have a lot of breaking news and headline stuff we will get to tonight. Um, huge show tonight, big guests. Uh, we have ISIS escapee, political activist and best-selling author Hugh Al Rasuli will be calling in. Talk about a guy that has, uh, you know, seen things up close and, and lived a, uh, uh, a life that uh, is something out of a movie. Um, he's going to tell us all about uh, the things that he's seen uh, ISIS do uh, firsthand and up close. Uh, and, you know, he was uh, raised around th- that area in the Middle East. And, you know, he's, uh, you know, the guy that's witnessed this kind of horrific um you know, uh, acts. And then that, this is going to be very interesting. We have a lot of questions for him. We also have one of our favorite, um, guests, scientist, climate change expert, professor, geography, master, public speaker, best-selling author, Dr. Timothy Bell. Uh, this guy is a phenomenon. This guy 
it created a whole revolution. This guy is brilliant. This guy is a genius. I can't wait to have him call in. Very excited to have him back on tonight. Um, I mean, he is – look him up, everybody. This guy – has done everything in life. This guy's phenomenal. And, and as well as we got the very uh, smart and talented economist, entrepreneur, motivational speaker, writer for Town Hall News, Max Livezet, and professor of finance at Stockton University in New Jersey, Dr. Michael Bussler will be calling in uh, tonight as well. So very looking forward to that. We'll get to the uh, headline in, in a second here. Um, my co-host, Josh Halabate out of Ohio. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? Good man, good to have you. Good to have you here, as always. Um, I uh, we do have a lot of clips to play. We're gonna get to the Kavanaugh thing first. Um, I do want to say to all the audience, uh, you can download and listen to our uh, radio show as always on many different networks. To name a few, iHeart, Stitcher, Castbox. Um, we are on Player.fm. We are on iTunes. We are on Spotify. We are on TuneIn. We are on Radio Public, um, just to name a few. I mean, we're on so many different uh, platforms that you can find us, and uh, you can always check that out, and uh, among many others, uh, which just keep, the platforms we, we get on just keeps extending and extending, which I'm very excited about. So, yeah, so but let's, let's get to the breaking news here, which is very important. Um, Kavanaugh, uh, you know, is, is sticking with his – sticking with – you know, his, his strong will and his toughness is not backing down, and he's not going to let these dem- Democrats uh, bully him and, uh, you know, try to sabotage and slander uh, him out of this uh, vote. Uh, play, this, play this clip real quick. Uh, one four. Did you guys ever look at each other and say, I'm out, this is enough, this is, just isn't worth it? I'm not going to let false accusations drive us out of this process, and um, you know, we're looking for a fair process where I can be heard and defend the, my integrity, my lifelong record, my lifelong record of promoting dignity and equality for women, starting with the, the women who knew me when I was 14 years old. There you go. I mean, you know, you you look at there 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 is nothing that you know they can you know get him on, and you know it's just all of this at the last second. We have all these accusers coming out. I mean, look look at the coincidence. I mean, a couple days before they were about to vote, all of a sudden an accuser comes out. Oh, then another another accuser comes out, and then all of a sudden they start. Uh, you know, backing, you know, uh, changing their story around and, and not making sense and keep, you know, uh, twisting words and not coming up with a with a real accurate story. And then it makes it ridiculously hard to believe. And it just, it, it's a con job. I mean, it, it really is. And Trump described it perfectly today. The Democrats are purposely hired these people. And these people that are accusing Kavanaugh are hardcore Democratic activists who do not like Trump. This is not a secret, people. This is something very dirty. This is a, what this is. I mean, could it be more obvious? A couple days before they were about to vote, you got an accuser comes out, says he did something to her at goddamn high school. Give me a break. And first no, of all, you're, you're no, asking you're asked, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right, especially with the fact that Feinstein didn't say anything 
this whole right. time and, and brings it up. Right. I mean, this is just and old Democrat and now, Feinstein, and now Feinstein doesn't know if she's sure. She doesn't know if, if the she doesn't know if she's gonna believe the accuser, she said. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe maybe she should have brought you know, thought about that before she released it, right before they're about to vote, or brought it up way ahead of time if she was so unsure. You know, don't you think she would have brought if she was actually unsure, she would have brought this up a long time ago. It's a, you know, it's a bunch of old freaking bull crap that the left tries to pull. It's the same thing they've been pulling for years. They did this at the last second. They, you, we all know they planned this to do this at the very last second to, uh, you know, screw with things and, and, and disrupt. I mean, this is what they're good at. This is what they do, and they want to sabotage Kavanaugh. They don't want the conservatives to have the majority in the Supreme Court. They, but I will say this right now. Um, we are going to welcome our special guest shortly, but I will say – they are set to vote on Kavanaugh on Friday, so um, you know we're gonna we're gonna definitely uh, get more into that. But um, I think he's a go. I think he's an in. Uh, there's a lot of red state Democrats that will vote. Well, not a lot, but there's a few red state Democrats that will vote for him, such as Joe Manchin out of West Virginia. He will vote for um, Kavanaugh. I'm almost certain of it. Uh, there's guys like that. So you have people like that on the left that are more moderate because they have to be because they're running up against re-election in some of these reddish, more reddish states. So there's some good – I really think Kavanaugh's in. He's an in, he's an in, he's an in. Um, there's no doubt about it. Um, real quick, though, I want to play this quick clip on um, Trump uh, speaking about uh, Kavanaugh today. Uh, one, two. Vince Kavanaugh is an outstanding person. I am with them all the way. We'll see how it goes with the Senate. We'll see how it goes with the vote. I think it could be, there's a chance that this could be, one of the single most unfair, unjust things to happen to a candidate for anything. But I am with Judge Kavanaugh, and I look forward to a vote. And for people to come out of the woodwork from 36 years ago and 30 years ago and never mentioned it, all of a sudden it happens. In my opinion, it's totally political. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there you go. Trump said it perfectly. Political. It's all political. It's all an agenda-based, driven, malicious activity uh, to, to try to, you know, keep, to keep, the, to keep him from getting, uh, from, keep the, from keeping the conservatives from, from getting the, the majority in the Supreme Court. I mean, this is the Democrats are going to suffer, and they know this. They are hurting big time, and they are in desperation mode. Go ahead, though, Josh. Real Yo, quick. You're a- yeah, you're absolutely right. And this is this is I mean, the worst part about this is that you know normally in the past the allegations are somewhat better telegraphed than this. These aren't even good. These are just no. you know like the statute of limitations. <laughs> Is that yes. so far back? Like nothing could literally happen, uh, you know, legally to Kavanaugh. So it's it's basically like a false issue anyway. They're really reaching into the bag with this one, right? And it's not like, you know, it's not. They can't. These women can't even remember where it happened, when it happened. I mean, there's the who, what, where, when, why. I mean, they can't even fucking answer that. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of, you know, an important fact of a case is you have to be able – you have to prove that something happened, and then you have to be able to prove who did it before you can charge anyone. 
if you can't do those it's two not- things, you're kind of shit out of luck. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's absolutely insane, and it's nuts to, to even think about. Um, you know, I do want to welcome our very special guest, though. Um, very, very famous guy. Very famous. He's been on our show before. Scientist, climate change expert, professor, geography master, public speaker, best-selling author, Dr. Timothy Ball. How are you, my friend? I'm very well, thank you, and uh, aren't we living in tumultuous times and uh, desperation times? And, and of course, you, that, that's when you see the extremism, and you see it uh, in everything. It's not just what's going on in Washington. And, and as we talked about before, it's because the final phase of the American Revolution is underway. Yo, absolutely. Real quick, uh, Dan Perkins, are you on the line? Yes, sir. I figured you wanted me to call. You left, you left me a message while I was in a meeting. But if you don't need me, I can go. No, I want you on. Absolutely. This is great. We have D- Dan Perkins, a great friend of the show, uh, big big writer for um, Town Hall, uh, News, Newsmax, um, uh, Conservative Tribune. Who are you writing for this week? Uh, American Thinker got a piece published and uh, Constitution.com, and I'm working on another one right now. And you know what? You, you're a very successful businessman. You re- you've written several books. You're a radical Islam expert. Um, you're you're a very you're you've done very uh, even very heavily involved in politics for the last 30 40 years. Um, so yeah, I mean, I uh, I definitely I want you on here. I want you to converse with some of the things we're going to be talking about. And you're on the show every week. You're a regular, so definitely. Yep. Um, real quick, I'll, I want to see if this is the ISIS escapee because he was going to be calling in on a blocked number. So let's see real quick. Hold on a second. Hello. Thank you for calling into the Rory Sauter Show. Who am I speaking with? IQ Al-Rasuli. This is IQ Al-Rasuli? Yes. I had an appointment with you. Excellent. IQ. Excellent. It, IQ. Wow. Hi, Dan. Wow, How is, are you? A good friend of mine, Roy. Oh, very nice. You guys know each other. We we do a show every Tuesday afternoon together. Oh, wow. So, I mean, this is amazing. Yes, uh, you know, you're a big deal right now, man. Best-selling author. Uh, you know, you've witnessed all the ISIS and Al-Qaeda stuff firsthand, up close. I mean, you you pretty you grew up around it. You know the environment of what's really going on. And you've been a political activist for this thing. And, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about that real quick. Is this your first time on my show? So I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to hear a lot about, you know, what you're doing because, you know, this is, this is some crazy stuff. Well, Dan already heard most of what I'm going to tell you. Uh, well, it's summation. It's very simple because you haven't got t- time. Because the usual listener's span of attention is about four minutes. Therefore, I always start with my conclusions and then prove them. Having spent over 30 years studying, researching, comparing, and contrasting the subjects of Muhammad, his Quran, his Sunnah, Arab and Islamic imperialism, etc., the following conclusions are indisputable, irrefutable, and incontrovertible, no matter how unconventional or even outrageous they may sound to clueless, politically correct dimwits, the most egregious lies that have ever been insinuated into the human consciousness are 
Allah is the same as the God of the Bible. Islam is a religion. Muhammad was a prophet. Islam means peace. Jihad is a spiritual struggle to commune with God. And last but not least, the Quran was divinely revealed. Thus, based entirely upon the Islamic sources, the following are also irrefutable. One, since every Muslim is Sharia compliant, then every Muslim is the eternal and mortal enemy of every non-Muslim human being called kuffar infidels, currently comprising 80% of humanity. All Christians, Buddhists, Hindus, Jews, atheists, agnostics. Two, it is impossible for any Muslim to be both a good Muslim and a loyal citizen among non-Muslims kuffar. In less than 90 seconds, literally, I have utterly discredited Muhammad as a prophet and the alleged divine origin of his Quran, and I challenge any listener the sum of $100,000 to prove anything I have just revealed as either wrong or untrue. Back to you, sir. Wow. Wow. Oh, my God. I mean, uh, this is Jesus. Wow. Where where do I start? And I, and I want to keep my other guests on the line because I know and, and we're going to get back to everything. But really, this is very interesting because, you know, if I'm not mistaken, you are in Europe hiding from ISIS, correct? Well, hiding from Muslims. Well, yes, because. Is the reason for that? Can you elaborate? Did you expose them in a certain way of what they were doing? Do they are they after you personally? No, no, no. But in Europe, you can curse Jesus, you can curse Moses, but you can't tell the truth about Islam. They put you in prison. By the way, that's what's wow. happening in America now. You're following yes. suit. Yes. Wow. Wow. Oh my God. So. Where where did you, what part of the Middle East did you grow up in? I grew up in Baghdad, Iraq, the capital of Iraq. Oh, my, okay, so you know, you know, for, so, so your whole perception of all of this, I mean, you, I mean, just describe some of the things you've seen. I mean, you've seen a lot of, you know, crazy activity and horrific uh Acts, I'm sure, right in front of your eyes, right? I mean, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that commentate on this stuff, but there's also people that see it firsthand, and you seem like the guy that saw it, has seen it firsthand. Look, let hey, me Roy. This. Sorry, Roy. Roy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Dan. Yeah. You need you need to ask IQ what's going on in Iran today. What's what is, going what, on? Please tell me. Please tell the, me. Yeah, the attack and what's happening with the people rebelling against the, the mullahs and the imams. I'll answer it. It's very simple. Contrary to what the news media, by the way, Americans should know that your news media are your first enemy. The greatest enemies of the West is not Islam. It's your own news media both in Europe and in America. Not only are they fake, but they are literally the enemies of the American people and the European people because they don't tell you the truth. What is happening in Iran is a revolution. It's blowing up. There were demonstrations in two or three football games where maybe 
150 to 100,000 people attended. During the football game, all these tens of thousands of people shouted, bless the soul of Riza Pahlavi. The, Riza Pahlavi was the Shah of Iran. So here you have, among the imams and the mullahs and the ayatollahs, Iranians shouting that they regret what happened to the Shah of Iran. I have suggested on numerous occasions, Dan remembers, that the American administration, either Trump or Vice President Pence, should meet with the son of the Shah of Iran, Riza Pahlavi Jr. This way, it will show the Iranian people that there is a possibility of having a government in exile, and the Shah will return as a constitutional monarch. This will be a fantastic move. Without war, without threat, the level of opposition in Iran against the mullahs will rise by maybe 100%. Back to you, sir. Jesus, wow. Josh, go ahead. Yeah, well, you know, I had a I I had a I had a question. So I, I guess the the how would how would that switch over happen? Because there's still a lot of people who would oppose uh, such a regime change in Iran right now. I guess so. Would how ideally would that switch over take uh, I'll tell take you effect? Why. The majority of the Iranian people today, almost over fifty percent, are young people who were born in the last 40 years of Iran. They have never known anything except the Islamic regime, and they hate the Islamic regime. Contrary to what they're telling you in the news media, they hate the Islamic regime. By the way, there are many Iranians who are converting to Christianity, and the Iranian government is subjugating them and taking them to prison or killing them. There are many Iranians also going back to the original Iran, the, uh, the original religion before Islam. And again, they are being suppressed. But the news media don't tell you these things. The news media lie to you, both in the West and in America. We were discussing uh, Iraq. In my country, Iraq, in 2003, we had 1.3 million Christians, one of the oldest Christian communities on earth. The Muslims have now reduced them to less than 200,000. What more can I tell you? Jesus. Wow. By the way, Dan knows all of this because we discuss it practically every single Tuesday. Wow, yeah, because this is the first time I've had you on my show, so this is all new information to me. And just, you know, all the radical Islam... um, you know all the scenarios and what the, what they believe and what they stand for and and just the dangers and the terrors and um, Josh I want I know you wanted to respond after he go ahead yeah you know I had a follow up question something that you you said there triggered something as as a Christian I'm very interested in the other Christians throughout the world please please touch on what the what the um, environment right now is in the Christian communities in Iraq. The environment is not is not good. They are imposing Sharia. By the way, there is no such thing as a radical Muslim. Get it out of your language. Islam has no shades. 
There's no such thing as a radical Muslim, militant Muslim, extremist Muslim. For the same reason, if you study the history of the communists or the Nazis, you will never hear or read about anyone saying a moderate Nazi or an extremist Nazi. A Nazi is a Nazi. A Muslim is a Muslim. There is no such thing as radical. This was concocted by the Western media. It's a lie. It's a deception. You are either a Muslim or you are not a Muslim. There are no shades in Islam. By the way, if you don't believe me, ask Erdogan, the president and prime minister of Turkey. Six years ago, he told the, his colleagues in the European Union, what garbage are you talking about? Shades of Islam. There are no shades in Islam. Islam is Islam. Now, it's coming from the horse's mouth, and yet the news media keep telling you there are shades in Islam. There are none. You're either a Muslim or you're not a Muslim. And if you're a Muslim, then anybody who's not a Muslim, they are enemies. That's it. It's very simple. Back to you, sir. Great. Gee, man, you are, you are a very fascinating individual. Um, I want to, you know, there, there's a lot, there's a lot I want to go into about this, and I and I will be getting back to the other topics. But this this is something, uh, you know, quite. This goes beyond fascinating. I mean, you know, you have a government and you have a country that will throw you in prison or kill you if you go by the Christian the faith of Christianity, and if you Correct. do not. So base so basically, what you're saying. It, they're turning it into a dictatorship. You either believe in Islam or you die or go to prison. But Islam is a dictatorship. There is no concept of democracy. By the way, the word democracy does not exist in the Arabic language. So what did they do? They copied it from the Latin, al-democratia. So they Arabized it. The concept of free speech, the concept of equality by, between human beings, the rights of women, they don't exist in Islam. By the way, if you do want me to come to your show, Google my name, uh, just arasuli at, uh, at gmail.com. Tell me when you want yeah. me, and I'll come. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, you know, it's one of those things where um, I, I'm curious, you know, about – the environment with, you know, how about the young people in these Middle Eastern countries and what they're dealing with, and like the youth? I mean, what are, what are we, you know, what are they, are they getting, I know I read about them getting taught to, you know, start violence at a young age, become terrorists, you know, they, they get taught this ideology of Islam. Can you elaborate on that? Can you speak on that a little bit, how the, how it's kind of like a, uh, passing on uh, to to your uh, like they pass it on to their kids and the, it's like a family ongoing uh, thing. No, Islam is indoctrination. It starts in the mosque, in every mosque in America, in every mosque in Europe, in every mosque on earth. What do they teach? They teach the Quran. So what do they teach in the Quran? To hate anybody who's not a Muslim. Is that simple? It's not complicated. Nothing about Islam is complicated. It's only the Western media which creates the complication. Zero complication. Right. It's that simple. You go to a mosque, they teach you Quran. 
Quran is the nemesis of the American Constitution. Simple, not complicated. And as I said, by the way, just for your information, I have one and a half million dollars worth of challenges on the Internet for the last 10 years. I have challenges to debate any Muslim to prove me wrong for the last 10 years. What has happened? Not a single paper dime have I lost, and not a single Muslim came against me. And I have 35 million people who either listen to my talk shows. By the way, the talk show I have with you now is 1,387. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Um, you mean of your fans? Sorry? You mean of your fans that are listening? Yes, look. These people nice. have either listened to my talk shows, read my books, or read my articles. Yes. yes. And not no, a single can... person came against me. Not one. And, and you know you know what's really – you know, I want to I welcome to the show and uh, the leaders of Blacks for Trump. I know he has some questions for you, but I do want to ask you something very interesting that, you know, really – uh, I want to get into detail about something. Um, how Muslims are invading all these countries like the United States, like Canada, like Sweden, like Germany. Explain the epidemic. Explain, you know, I, I get it's politics. I, I mean, it, but it's also, it's cre- they're trying to create a, a sense of a, a superior persona and mentality and they, it, it's insane. It's getting out of control. If you, or if you go to the streets of London, they're marching through the streets with uh, Muslim banners and flags, and you know, uh, you know, uh, all doing all their protests. I mean, it's it's nonsense. I agree, it's nonsense. But the criminals are our leaders in the West. Look, they talk about tolerance. I'm going to recite to you something that you've never heard before about tolerance. Yeah. Listen to this. Yeah. Unlimited tolerance must lead to the disappearance of tolerance. If we extend unlimited tolerance, even to those who are intolerant, if we are not prepared to defend a tolerant society against the onslaught of the intolerant, then the tolerant will be destroyed and tolerance with them. We should therefore claim in the name of tolerance the right not to tolerate the intolerant. The person who wrote this is called Karl Popper. At the early beginning of the 20th century, it encapsulates exactly what's happening in Western Europe and in America. You are tolerating the intolerant. So the Muslims are coming to Europe to invade, and the Muslims are coming to America to invade. They will never assimilate, and they will never integrate. And by the way, while I'm talking to you, I challenge CARE, C-A-I-R, Council of American Islamic Relations, to prove anything I have just said wrong in a debate on your show. What more can I right. do? Wow. This is, wow, this is extremely impressive. And Black for Trump, leader, leader of Black for Trump, go ahead. Ask me, I know you have a couple questions for him. Go ahead. Uh, no, I just, I just love this, brother. I, you know, I was taught by Yahweh, then Yahweh, that's my, my teacher, and I know that the Bible said every nation, kindred, and tongue will be saved and go to heaven in Revelation 7, 9, proud, because 
I've heard people say all of the Arabs and Muslims are are. Oh, he just cut out. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. He'll call Let back. Tell Americans who are black. Josh, it's go ahead. Deception. It's the greatest oh, no, no, deception. Go, go, go. Continue, sir. Continue, sir. Sorry. No, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, Josh, you had a question. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, you mentioned something about, you know, how you're so, I guess, how even even you're aware of the crookedness of the media here. Um, obviously, besides the reporting on Islam, I, I guess what what – I guess, well, I guess including the reporting on Islam, what, I don't understand, and I, I never have, what the interest or intrigue in reporting falsely about this is. I never could understand it, by the way. I mean, I've been scratching my head. Why would Angela Merkel, the leader of Germany, who six years ago said in public that multiculturalism has failed in Europe, and yet, in 2015 and 16, she brought in an invasion of one and a half million Muslims. 85% of them are men of military age. I can't understand it. I cannot fathom it. And I don't know why anybody would commit suicide by destroying their nation. No idea. I can't answer that. I'm sorry. Jesus. Wow. Wow. I mean this this is this is this is I I mean this is crazy. I mean but you look at you look at what they want to do to the world and they want to they want to you know torture Christians. You know Muslims want us to respect them, but they don't want to respect us. They don't want to give us the respect we deserve. No no they, they, they don't cannot want respect you. They cannot respect you. Please understand this. They cannot respect any human being who is not a Muslim. According to the Quran, any human being who is not a Muslim is a beast. Beast, B-E-A-S-T, which means a Muslim can rape them, plunder them, enslave them, or kill them. Jesus Not negotiable. Jesus. And Michael, you talk about the beast from the Bible. You describe Obama as the beast. Remember, Michael? Black for Trump. Yes, sir. Well, yes, of course, he, he's Ishmael. But remember, all Ishmaelites are not going to hell because uh, some of my brothers are going to heaven like this brother here. See, the the Bible said Ishmael would be a wild ass and he would make war with his own brothers. But the good ones, we are still going to work with. And they are invading because Aristotle, who was an Ishmaelite, uh, even though he called himself East Indian, but you know East Indians, Arabs, and Muslims, and um, and those people are the same people anyway, because they all come from Ishmael. But their plot was Mahatma Gandhi even said you can look it up. He actually said the way you take over countries, you move in, you join on to the weak of each nation, the gays, the the, the female, the uh, females, and the the minorities. You marry into them. And then you teach them to vote you in, and then you legislate all of their money to you and put everybody in slavery. This is their trick because they said they are like the sand of the sea, which is what Matt, I mean Genesis sixteen twenty five says. They are made great in number like the sand of the sea, so they just move into each country and take over, and it's a deliberate 
attempt to overthrow earth. And they're in cooperation with the Canaanites. They're all all cooperating together. Then you have righteous Ishmaelites who see the insanity and know that God said, if you try to do this, it's going to cause men to fight. And and they know Second Peter three six says if we fight this time God is gonna kill everybody by fire. So those people who are doing that, they are actually trying to cause race wars, knowing that God is gonna kill everybody. And that's why I tell my white brothers, listen, I know you think you got all the guns, but God can kill everybody. You know, He flooded the earth out. All of your guns and tanks cannot stop a God flood, especially from Yahweh. So. The best thing to do is to get with brothers like this brother and all of the good brothers, Ishmaelites, Arabs, East Indians, Pakistanians who are good, white, Latin, and black who are good, get together and let the sons of tradition go to hell by themselves. Because we're going to send them there because there's more that be with us than be with them. That's why I told them about Kavanaugh. Put the man in, damn all this stuff, just put him in. Stop being afraid. There's more that be with us than be with them. Stop. Gird up your loins like a man and be a man. You understand? That's why this is the type of brother I will fight for. This Muslim brother here, I will fight for him because he has he is in his right mind. He's not a wild ass of a man. Because if God said everybody can be saved, I know God knows what he's talking about. So, don't tell me, oh, he's an Arab or he's a Muslim, he's an East Indian, oh, the white man is the devil. I don't want to hear that because if you are a black man and you're a devil, I'm going to whoop your ass too. If you are a white man and you're a devil, I'm going to put foot up your ass too. If you are an Arab and you are a devil, I'm going to put foot all the way up your ass too. So don't run that game to me. It's not about what you are. It's about how you are. If you are a good man, like this brother is, let's go to heaven together and let's put our foot up those other guys' ass, whatever color they are. I don't give a damn. Wow. Very well said. Bravo. I love well said. Um, but IQ Al Razuli, respond to that. Do you have a response? Go ahead. Well, he is right, but I'll tell you something else that most American blacks don't understand. It was not the white Christians who took the black slaves from Africa. It was the Arabs who took the black slaves from Africa. Did I say that? Why? That's what I told him the other day, sir. I told him the first people to put us in in slavery was the Israelites in chapter 39. They sold Joseph into slavery, into Egypt, and those are the ones that have us in slavery throughout history, and they're the ones that captured us in Africa like a cap with a capernet. He went back to Ghana where the Moors and Arab admit and had the king of that country who is an Arab apologize to black people in Jamaica and America for capturing us and selling us into slavery. And you are absolutely right, sir. That's why we need people like you to tell this truth Cause we not gonna, I'm not going to let him get away with it anyway. I told you, I'm putting foot up ass. I'm sorry. Uh, just for your information, to elaborate, 14 yes, million Africans survived 
to be enslaved in the Americas. Only 5% of the 14 million ended up in what we call the USA today. Right. For the 14 million who survived, 140 million Africans were died or were slaughtered. I want you to understand right. the magnitude of what I'm telling you. 140 yes, million Africans were slaughtered or died because of maltreatment by the Arabs in the last 1,400 years of history. Think right. it in. It was yeah, him can you, that did. That's what, that's what I was telling you the other day, Rory. Every killing of a black man that appears to yeah. be a white man is an yeah. East Indian, Arab, or Pakistani. I'm looking at all their names, their Arab names, and they look like Arabs and East Indians. This man knows right. what he's talking about. That's why we should not. Black man, y'all listen to this. Don't get on your knees at the football game. Let's boycott those suckers. Not white people. <laughs> you understand? Right. They're not the ones killing you. Because then you get people like Rory thinking you're stupid as hell. Because we are. But we're all asleep. Even Rory was sleep to the fact that it was them. You understand? They just want us to just not protest, which is insane because even Bellagio, when he tried to get in front of the police at a, at a funeral for a police officer, the police officers turned their back on the flag, the Pledge of Allegiance, and the mayor of the, of the city and the, the national anthem. They would not even face it because they were protesting. But listen, black man, yeah, you're right to get on your knees, but the problem is you're going, you're going against the wrong people. White Gentiles are not your oppressors. The brother is telling you it was the East Indian Arabs and Pac that beat the living hell out of you. Now, get some balls. Yeah, I know it's easy to beat on white people because they're so humble. They don't want to hurt you. Nigga, get up and whoop their ass. You know what I'm talking about. Israelites who are, who are doing this crap. With these damn Canaanites like Hillary Clinton and those little bastards, whoop their ass. That's whose ass you sold the whoop. Not white Gentiles. Stop being a scaredy cat. You're going after the wrong person on purpose because you're scared. The, the, the Israelites that put fear in your ass. They treat well, you like a whore. Very, very well said. But here, I, I, I cue out Al Rasuli. Well, here's what I really want to ask you. Very important question. We have Go for the blacks. We have the blacks that are getting, you know, tortured and are slaves in these foreign countries by Muslims, and nobody, the media won't even cover it. The media won't Correct. talk about it. The media it. is owned but, by them, Lori. They own. Yeah, the media. I know. But isn't it, isn't it sickening? Real quick, real quick, before you explain, isn't it sickening how? We're supposed to only know one side of the truth, and, they, and, they, and this country wants to talk about, you know, uh, oppression and, you know, however, inequality and all that bullshit, but they don't even have the first clue or know, or at least most of them, that all the slavery that's going on overseas with, you know, what the Muslims are doing and, and, the, and the monster situations they're creating and this is really a dangerous territory well you're absolutely right but the, as i said the worst enemy of the american people and the worst enemy of the european peoples are your news media they are complicit 
in hiding the truth. They are not right. fake news. They are criminal. Every single right. one of them is a criminal. Right. Yeah. Tell the truth. I love this. Yeah, guy. I mean, they're, I they're really, and here, here's That's the thing about brother. the news media. I've said it forever. I've said it for a long time. Journalism, at least, you know, the majority of it, I mean, it's dead for the most part. I mean, you sure, still got those really good shirts. You still got those really, I will, here's what I will say. You have those really good certain journalists, but it's a very small percentage that still have the integrity and the honesty and the authenticity. A lot, majority of them just write fabrications and baloney and just slanderous pieces and just, and fake news, lead people the wrong way. I mean, it's just sickening. It, it really is, uh, it, it's terrible. But they only follow the scripture because the Bible said, these are the accusers of the brethren who will accuse us before the people every day. And then they'll come down yeah. with great wrath because they know they have but a short time. What you see yeah. in these people, all of these lies and all these yeah. things, because they have talked us out of believing in the Bible and the Constitution, because you don't believe that, you don't believe that Deuteronomy 19.15 says you must have two witnesses or their confession to find anybody guilty of any sin, even if he did it. You don't believe that the Constitution in Article 3, Section 3, Number 1 says you must have two witnesses or three witnesses to find anybody guilty of any transgression in America or their confession. You don't believe that the, the Federalist Papers say that the reason why the Founding Father says that is because people who don't like you might make up false evidence. So you are going by emotions. You're, Proverbs 14, 12 said there's a way that seemeth right to a man, but the end thereof is death. So we all want to see how good she sounds. Well, so your whole life is dependent on whether she can cry better than you. Where, what if she went to acting school? The Bible says, bring me two witnesses. The Lord God said that. You understand? And if he said it, James Madison said it in the back of the, the federal papers, if you go against the laws of God, you're going against the Constitution because all he did was transpose the 613 laws onto a piece of paper and called it the Constitution. So when he said you're not allowed to kill, he got that from thou shalt not kill. He didn't make up nothing. He wasn't so intelligent. He just plagiarized God. But the fact is, it's the Constitution and the 613 laws, and because you have allowed them to become your teacher, and, 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 and they've been teaching you since Macedonia and Cambridge and Oxford and Harvard, and they have taken over your curriculum, you have gone crazy. Now, you read Deuteronomy chapter 7 and says, if you don't destroy the Canaanites, they will take your children and they will train them and teach them to rebel against you, wherein I, the Lord, would have to beat the living hell out of you. So they have done it because we didn't take them all out. The first one they trained was Ishmael, my own big brother. He got trained first, then he trained Esau, and they got together, called themselves the Hicksos. Now they're the dang on Masons today, and they are teaching white kids and black kids to be as stupid as hell. So we have to wake them up, Rory. That's we do. That's we do, man. You're so, I, dude. I love the way you present yourself. It's very, uh, it's very intense and it's very spot on. It's very, it's perfect. I mean, you, you are, you're always right it's on the, the Bible, point. sir. It's the Bible. No, but I, I do, dude. Okay. 
but I, I want to I wanna get Josh's response. Josh, Josh, go ahead. I know you've been waiting to say something. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, I mean, the the, the fact that we have, you know, a, a black man and an Arab on here agreeing uh, on things is something that we really don't see very often. But it's, you know, it's the real <laughs> idea of how, you know, especially this country, but the world is supposed to work as it doesn't matter what the color of your skin is. It matters uh, right. whether or not you take the time to think about an idea and then and know how to communicate it and has, have a reason to believe in an idea, and then you change the world and make things happen. Um, so it's, right. I'm, I'm very refreshed uh, and happy to see, you know, just to, just to be a part of this. Oh, yes. It's absolutely Thanks. amazing. I mean, this is really an incredible moment. And, you know, you know I, I, IQ, you know what, I really want to ask you, uh, Razuli, I really want to ask you this. Um, very important question. You know, Trump has annihilated uh, 97% of ISIS. How how factual is that? Uh, you know, you're over there. You know these sort of things. What, what what can you say on that? You can't annihilate ISIS. No, you I'm can't. Not, I'm because everyone... I'm like, no, no, 90... let me explain to you, please. Okay. ISIS yes, is an idea. The idea right. is Islam. So how can you how can you destroy an idea? You cannot destroy an idea. The idea is the Quran. Islam believes in the Quran. Muslims believe in the Quran. The news media tell you that ISIS is radical. ISIS is not following the Quran, but in reality, ladies and gentlemen, ISIS are the most perfect Muslims since Muhammad. Jesus. Uh, can I can I can I answer that? Yeah. It, it, yeah, it, there's only one way to respond to ISIS and any other people that do these types of things to us. In the in in Exodus chapter 17, the Amalekites, who were some Ishmael and some Canaanites, Edomites, who mixed together in Genesis 36, one through eight, these guys attacked the children of Israel from the back, and God Yahweh said, "Listen." It's come to my remembrance what the Amalekites did us when we left Egypt. Now that we're great in number and our young men are strong, go into Amalek and kill every man, woman, and child. This is First this is Samuel 15, 3 through 8. So no, if anybody want to get mad, just get mad with God because this is God talking, not me. I'm nobody. But First Samuel 15, 3 through 8, he said, go in and kill every man, woman, and child, sheep, goat, camel, and ass, everything that pisses against the wall. Cut his head off and burn this damn city, says the Lord, so that all nations will see and fear and do no such evil. Guess what? If they knew we were going to respond like that, not one of them, because they don't mind dying for themselves and all that, but when their grandma and their son is going to be turned into spaghetti, suddenly they stop effing with you. You see how it works? Because when we walk around on one foot and the other foot is up their ass, they stop doing that. They calm the hell down. You understand? <laughs> this is how I, that's why I love what Trump did. When they, they, they hit those kids and, and bombed a little bit of them, Trump went and blew up everything that was associated with it. Guess what they said? Even Kim Jong Un said, oh, crap. Yeah, oh, crap is right, buddy. You see, we coming with ass whooping. You understand? Know see, as long as you are a punk and won't hit them back, don't try to look for the person that did it. 
because he wants to die. He wants to show off, but he don't want his grandma and his, and his little nephew to die. You understand? And when he knows we're going to come over there and stand about 100 yards off of the city and hit him with 10,000 men with eight, with AR-15 and 50 calibers and bombs <laughs> and whoop your ass and turn everything into spaghetti and throw the head to the left and the bodies and the mangled meat and spaghetti meat over to the right, and <laughs> we'll be back in three days at the White House having a party. God damn it, I swear to you, they will not F with us again. If you do what Yahweh said, but if you don't do what Yahweh said, then you got to be messing around with ideas. Damn an idea. I'm going to whoop your ass. You hit me, I'm going to whoop your natural ass. Hey, Yahweh. That's how I respond to them. I don't see them. That's it. You got to do what God wow. says, son. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. The law is your protection. That's what. That's how God responds. Matthew five forty and say, "Be like God." Jesus wasn't right. no punk. Jesus walked in with a cattle nine twelve and whooped everybody's ass. If you know what a cattle nine twelve, every time it hits you, it knocks me off your ass. Jesus was not a sucker. He beat the hell out of you. Then in Matthew ten thirty four, he said, "I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword." Jesus led that. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. God Himself is vengeful. They want see, and we want to be all. Oh, you know, we don't want to hurt the kids. Damn that! You just got to hurt one set of kids. The rest of the sets of kids will be completely cleared up from trying to f with us. Everybody, that's all you gotta do. Just acknowledge God. Yahweh gave you enough people to just fuck, mess that one group up. That's it. Then nobody else is gonna want to go through that. But you have to show them that is what you will do. That's why in Britain, a long time ago, you wouldn't think of attacking a, a British person in another country. No way, because you knew that Britain was going to bring the whole British army down on your ass for one person. That's Where do you think they got that from? They got that directly from Moses. They just killed one old man and one single child. Is that attack in Exodus 17? Right. That's all they killed, and Yahweh wiped out the whole country. You know what God also did? Go to First Samuel chapter 10 and First Samuel chapter 20. They just cut off the beard of King David's ambassador and cut the half of his robe off. And David said, they thank my nose. And Yahweh God said, go in and kill the city. Burn it down. Go. Say it's the Lord. That was just for a damn insult. What in the hell are you going to mess with Israel for? You know if you insult them, they're going to tear up the whole damn city. Ask Sheba. Sheba, he did the same thing. He ran into a city and thought he was safe. Let me finish this. And he went into a city. Quick, quick, and quick. Said, make it quick. Make it quick. So I'm going to make it quick. David got there in the lake said, what are you going to kill us for? She said, a man insulted the king. Send them out, or we're going to burn the city. Guess what? She threw his head over the city immediately over that wall, and Joab said, looked at his head and said, yeah, that's him, and left the city alive. You see what I'm saying? Once they know you're going to actually do that, that's what I love about Trump. He will actually whoop your ass. Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry for interrupting you. No worries. Oh, just, I, just get, I get so upset. I get upset. I'm sorry. No, no, I, no, I hear you. Uh, but Rasuli, uh, do you want to respond to that? 
Good God, this is fire and brimstone. How am I going to respond? <laughs> the most important thing, really, the, the most important thing, with all due respect to the Americans, blacks, they forget because they don't study. Most of them don't even read. It right. was the Democrats who wanted slavery. It was the Democrats right. who had the KKK. It was the Democrats right. who enslaved the black people. It was the Republicans right. who wanted to re- release them. It was the Republicans right. who fought the war of liberation that America suffered. 600,000 white Americans died for slavery. But white, yes, sir. M- most uh, black people don't want to hear that. They want to say, no, 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 it's the white man. It's nothing to do with the white man. It was the white man <laughs> who saved the black people from slavery. And until today, until today, the Muslims, after 1,400 years of persecuting black people, never apologized. In fact, they gloat on how they have enslaved people. Correct me if I'm wrong. And still gloat. You are right. You are right. They are the ones that had us in slavery, even in, we don't realize it. It was the Canaanites and the Ishmaelites, those really, really, really albino white guys who <laughs> act like they're Gentiles, but they're not Gentiles. They're Caucasian. White Gentiles and European Gentiles are totally different from Caucasians. The Caucasians are Canaanites and Asian Ishmaelites. They are the slave masters. They captured us. The Ishmaelites captured us, sold us to the Canaanites, brought us over there, Got on the ships with the Canaanites, whooped our ass, got in the master's house, whooped our ass again, and act like they're us. They're not us. Obama, Negro, you are not me. I don't even like you. I hate everything about your gut because you are a damned Ishmaelite. I know who your daddy is. Your daddy is a Kenyan Moor. I know what you are, you Somalian, no good Negro. You need to grow your black, liver lip, no good, smoking cigarettes, wife who is a man, Negro. I hate your guts. And I don't care how y'all feel about what I just said. I got that off my chest on that. Because that's what it is. He sold, his mama was a white Canaanite Cherokee. His mama went to Africa, got with the Canaan, the Hamites and the Israelites and captured the Hebrew Israelites and sold us into slavery. His mama his daddy sold me to his mama. Damn that Negro. I won't say nigga, but we ain't supposed to say that, right? Okay. I need that off. Holy shit. Um, damn. Oh, God. But uh, I, I want to keep you on the line for a second, Rasuli. Uh, Dr. Bustler, I want to introduce you. Uh, economist. I love you, Rasuli. You are the man. You yeah, th- are thank you. the thank man. You. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. God stay, bless stay you. On the God line. will Rasuli. bless you forever for telling the truth. Yes, Michael, Look, stay on the line. Rasuli, stay on the line. Uh, I want to I wanna introduce our next guest, economist, entrepreneur, motivational speaker, writer for Town Hall, Newsmax, Livezette, and a professor of finance at Stockton University in New Jersey, Dr. Michael Butler. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Rory. How are you doing? Good to be here. Good. I'm, I'm sure you've been listening in and uh, kind of you know tuning in to uh, yes, what's going on. To uh, all of it, some very interesting conversation. I thought um, probably the most interesting thing I heard was um, that uh, Rituri, I guess the name was, said 
uh, he, he found it, uh, or somebody said they found it interesting that uh, blacks and Muslims were uh, on the same uh, show talking together yes, and tr- my, trying to oh, see each other's point Josh. of view. Oh, Josh said that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was very, very interesting. We we really need more of that. And I think Josh even mentioned, uh, you know, regardless of uh, skin color and uh, culture, uh, you know, people get together and be able to talk out some of these things. It's certainly, certainly going to be healthy for everybody. You know, absolutely. And, you know, it, it's um, – Rasuli, I want to ask you something very important, and probably all the listeners really want to hear this. What do you think about and how do you feel personally? And, and, and Dr. Bussell, you're definitely – you've been reading about this and writing about this. The possible – Rasuli, the possible invasion of taking over the Iran regime if the United States to go, goes down that route. What are your thoughts on that? America should never interfere in Iran militarily. That should never happen. First of all, it's, you don't need to. You have to leave it to the Iranian people. And as I said before, the Iranian people have had enough. They are really sick and tired of Islam. I know it <laughs> sounds impossible because the news media are telling you the exact opposite. But they are ready to revolt. All they need is to have the moral support. When they did it in 2009, Obama betrayed them. Why? Because Obama is a closeted Muslim. He supported the Iranian regime. He supported them so much that he gave them $150 billion and $1.5 billion in cash. So what they need to know is that Trump will support them morally. Trump will support them economically. Trump will support the United Nations, and they will have a government in exile in the United States of America. That's all they need right. to know. Very well said. And I yeah. do need to let you go. I do need to let you go here in the next couple minutes. But I do have a couple more things before you go. Very important. Um, talk about your book a little bit for everybody that wants to know. All the audience. Uh, it's called Lifting the Veil: uh, The True Faces of Muhammad and Islam. Explain that. Go into detail and kind of, you know, tell tell the audience kind of, you know, what what the whole narrative, uh, you know, behind your book is about. I know it's doing very well, and uh, everything, you know, it's factual. I mean, you've experienced it. It's a trilogy. It's based on my program I have on YouTube, 248 audio videos. But people don't want to listen. They want to read. So I put them in format of a book. But it's so huge, I had to put them in three volumes. I only advise people who are researching the subject to buy them. This is unusual, isn't it? Everybody tries to sell their books. I'm not trying to sell you books. (laughs) I'm trying to inform you. Everything I have done so far in 30 years has been free of charge. I don't charge you anything. Everything is free. So if you want to buy the books, only because you want to do the research. Every single book is full of information with verses from the Quran, verses from the Hadith. Not a single human being on planet Earth and no intelligent life outside the solar system can debate me this subject and wins. What more can I tell you? Yeah. And, and, grow, and, you, and, and you growing up in the Middle East, you, you know, you, the whole situation uh, with... 
you escaped and you're living in an undisclosed location in Europe right now. Can you kind of elaborate why? I mean, I know you said earlier because they'll, they'll kill anybody that doesn't believe in Islam, but are, are you a certain target for them? Are you? Um, I am a target, you, but I'll let me say something to you. As I said before, in Europe, you can curse Jesus, you can curse Moses, you can curse anybody. Right. But you cannot right. reveal the facts about Muhammad. They will put you in prison. In Sweden, they put you in prison. In France, they put you in prison. In England, they put you in prison. Right. Wow. And they talk and about human rights and they talk about freedom of speech. Bullcrap. You have to stop that in America. Sharia must never take root in America. You've got to watch all your no. mosques. I'm telling you this to warn you. My job, my mission is simple. I have spent 30 years to educate people about Islam. Educate, to enlighten, not to attack Islam. I never attack Islam. Revealing the facts about Islam is not an attack. Right. Right, 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 right. right. And, and, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, it is how do you see the future in terms of how it's all going to play out? You know, I mean, I know you... You've experienced you like like you like you've been around ISIS and Al Qaeda firsthand. What what do you see as far as how that's gonna you know play out in the future? I mean, what is their group? I mean, how how what are they I'll up to? You. I mean, what? Forget about ISIS. Forget about the future. You have November elections. If in the November elections, not enough American people are wise enough and sagacious enough. To elect Donald Trump supporters, America is finished. What right. more can oh, yeah. I Yep. And that's yeah. the it, Yeah, and that's the scary part. And, you know, but, you know, I, I really, and, and I've been saying this for a long time, I see a big red wave coming. I see a big red wave coming. Don't count Just on because, it. Don't count on it. Don't count on anything. I want happen. Americans to go out and vote. Don't sit right. on your backside watching television. You have to right. go out and vote. Don't think that your neighbor is going to do the job for you. Don't do that. Because the future of America and the future of Western civilization, I'm not exaggerating, by the way. I'm yeah. telling you, this is a fact. The future of America and the future of yeah. Western civilization sits and stands with Trump and nobody else. Right. That's it. And that's because, you know what? That man is Cyrus. He's going to overthrow the Babylonians, the Hicks, which is the Ishmaelites and the Canaanites who had us in slavery. He is Isaiah 45, 1 through 8. He is God, Yahweh's anointed to deliver the children of God out of the hands of the insane ones. When we say Hebrew, in actuality, everybody on earth is Hebrew because Noah was a Hebrew. Ishmaelites are Hebrew. Whites are Hebrew. Everybody is Hebrew. That's why everybody has a chance to go to heaven because we're all God's children. But let me tell you something. If you sit make it back quick, make it text, quick, Mike. Make it quick. Make it quick, Mike. I'm finished here because i got to make it quick. To get, don't worry about it. I'm finished. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, yeah, we just we, we just gotta let Rasuli we just gotta re- let Rasuli go. But Josh, any final questions? Yeah, you know, one quick question, and you're fantastic at you know answering questions you know quickly and concisely. So I, this shouldn't be a problem for you. Talk about the influence 
that Obama had on that region of the world and the the bad things that he did kind of to cement the area um, for worse? Good question. Well, Obama was a catastrophe. Obama, <laughs> in eight years, I'll tell you this. Don't forget, I'm the outsider looking in. I'm not an American citizen. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. In eight years, Obama has caused more death and destruction and reversal in America's uh, progress than 70 years of communism. Obama was a disaster. (laughs) He destroyed America economically, socially, racially. You name it, he has done it. He definitely was the worst president, and I always thought Carter was one. But Obama beats Carter definitely 10 to 1. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, by far. Yeah. And I always said, you know, Carter was the worst. But now Obama makes Carter look like an angel. I mean, compared to what Obama did. You know what I mean? Um, It's pretty – it's bad. I mean, it's it's really bad. But, you know – it's scary. I mean, we have a we have a, a future that we need to fight for, and we will. Um, I want to thank you for coming on. But Mike, Dr. Michael Bussler, you have any questions? I know you you've been listening and you're curious on this topic. Yeah, I, I have to tell you, <clears throat> everything he just said is exactly spot on. Um, right. You, you started off by asking would the uh, um, U.S. intervene in Iran militarily. And the answer is no, they, they wouldn't, and I agree with them completely. Um, it will have to come from within the Iranian people revolting, and they did that in 2010, as he noted, and got no support from Obama. Uh, but it does have to come from uh, within. I'll tell you, everything he just said, spot on, I agreed with everything he said. Yeah, and the reason I ask right. is because Rudy. The reason I ask is Rudy Giuliani was talking about uh, that being a, a possibly a big thing that could happen, uh, and it, it, it's quite possible. But we'll see. I guess um, I, I don't know, but yeah, I, I agree. He, he, I, I, you I know, like, Rory, I like real quick, answer. something. Yeah, I, I was just going to add real, real quick something like that. Um, you, you 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 always let them know that military is an an option. Uh, right. You always let them know that that isn't an option. Um, it course. is always uh, a last option. So you try yes. everything oh, else yeah. first, but you keep that yeah. on, on the table. And I think that's what Julianne right. is trying to do. Absolutely. Yeah, 30 seconds, and we got to let Rasuli go. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, what I want y'all to know, is be not afraid of them, for the Lord thy God, Yahweh, is with you, a mighty God and terrible. Yep. He told us when we go into in Deuteronomy chapter 7, he said, when you go into the land of the enemy, you go in and yep. utterly destroy them and don't make no friends with them. What you right. got to do, because what they do, they scare our white Gentile brothers. Oh, my God, he's going to start World War Three. World War Three will yep. never happen again because the black man and the white man is in unity. When you see me and Trump stand together, that's the end of all of that. Don't yeah. be afraid of them. If we need to go into Iran, you can go right in there because the Russians went right into the Ukraine and nothing happened. We can go right into Iran, whoop their natural ass because they cannot do nothing against <laughs> us if we don't want them to. They're weak. They can't even do a goddamn pull-up. Don't worry about them. If we need to, you have that on the table. They'll act right. 
they, they don't mind their other brothers dying, but I told them all them don't want to die. So stop being afraid of them because what you what you are to me is a punk because you're scared. How can you be scared? Right. Nobody can whoop the black man and the white man in unity, especially when you got some of my brothers okay. with Ishmael telling you to go in there and beat the hell out of them. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Stop being scary. You ever seen one okay. of them on the football field, basketball court? No. They cannot whoop you. Please stop being scared of these people, would you? Please. I'm begging you. Go ahead. All right. Oh. All right. Well, real, real quick. Hey, Rasuli. Rasuli, very important last question. And this, you know, this might take a few minutes, but really important. Trump said, and I agree with President Trump, George W. Bush invading the Middle East was the biggest mistake in U.S. history. I want your thoughts on how that has destabilized the Middle East, how that has ruined things over there, how it has caused a lot of disruption. Can you please elaborate? Trump is not right. The invasion of Iraq was justified. The only trouble was the after the invasion. They made the biggest mistake. They dismantled the armed forces. Uh, the one who was controlling at the time, I can't remember, his name is Bremer or something. He disbanded 450,000 soldiers and officers. Instantly, these men had no income. Big mistake. When America won the war in Japan, they didn't do that. They kept the Japanese Imperial Army under their control. When they invaded and controlled Germany, they didn't disband, disband all of the Wehrmacht. They kept part of it under their control. They didn't do that in, in, Iraq, in Iraq. Had they done that in Iraq, Iraq would have been a completely different story. But okay. because of that mistake, because of that single mistake, which was a catastrophic mistake, Iraq was yeah. destroyed. And he had I mean, weapons and of we... mass destruction. By the way, he had weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. He used gas warfare against the well, well, Kurdish people. 5,500 men, women, and children were murdered. So that, that is weapons of mass destruction. But people, the news media, don't tell you that. They concentrate on the atomic one. It has, weapons of mass destruction can be gas, can be bacteriological, and can be nuclear. He had gas. So it, 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 now let me, let me kind of get this straight from what you're saying. So in other words, it was justified going there, but it wasn't finished properly. Which, Absolutely right. Yes. And in my opinion, led to all the stuff that was caused in Syria and all the stuff that started and all the Correct. mess that started. Correct. Correct. It's a domino effect. When you have one catastrophe, it follows with other catastrophes. But had we stabilized Iraq, and they stabilized, and they could have done it. I'm telling you, they could have done it. They dismissed 450,000 men. That's not a joke. They are yeah. the ones who now became part of ISIS. They are the same soldiers, the same officers who became part of ISIS. Yeah. So wow. I'm not saying that Donald Trump is wrong. All I'm saying is there are two sides to this story, and nobody <laughs> is mentioning the side that it was the fault of the American administration at that time to dismiss 
the armed forces of the of Iraq, of Iraq. Big mistake, huge. And I'm that, speaking that, as an Iraqi. Yeah. It's my country, so I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. R- yeah, Rory, yeah. Well, well, yeah. R- I, I, yeah, Doctor Buffer, go ahead. I, I was just going to add, you know, I, I agree with President Trump 99% of the time. And as you know, I'm, I'm one of his strongest supporters. However, uh, I just I completely agree with the uh, explanation that was just given. Um, we were justified, I believe, in going in there. Uh, Saddam Hussein was murdering hundreds of thousands of people. The world was crying out for the U.S. to stop this. Colin Powell got on national television, convinced us that there were weapons of mass destruction, which we didn't find originally, but we did eventually uh, find that mustard uh, gas. And you're right. After we came in, we got rid of the uh, Iraq army, which did lead to ISIS. We made another mistake in 2011 by not uh, negotiating a status of forces um, agreement. Uh, like we did in Korea, where we we uh, kept the peace there. Um, so, so we did make a big mistake in the beginning by uh, disbanding the Iraqi army, and then we made another mistake uh, with the status of forces agreement, and that turned into a disaster. And again, he's right. That led led to the building up of ISIS and the destabilization of most of the region. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent correct. Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent correct. Yeah, yeah, Josh, Rizuli, I could talk to you all day. I'll definitely have you back on next week. But before you go, Josh, go ahead before Rizuli goes. Yeah, I, you know, I just want to make a statement in regards to, to everything that, that had been said. And, like, you know, I think your, I think your analysis of, um, you know, George Bush's actions is spot on. Um, you know, I, could, I absolutely couldn't have said it any better. Do you, besides – that specific, um, you know, disarmament, do you think there were any other uh, mistakes made by the George Bush administration um, when it came to their, you know, anti-terrorism me- measures in the area? Yes, because they think you can bring democracy to Islam. Democracy and Islam in oxymoron. It cannot happen. The Quran forbids it. Everything, as I said before, about Islam is simple. Nothing is complicated. Islam is the nemesis of everything to do with human freedom. It's that simple. It's not complicated. So you can't have democracy and Islam. There are 57 Muslim-majority states on the world today. Show me one of them which is democracy, please. One. Name one. Come on. Can anybody name one? Still. I'm talking about true democracy. I'm not talking about bullcrap democracy. I'm talking human rights, women's rights, Jews, Christians, Buddhists, and Hindus can be free. Doesn't exist in 57 Muslim majority. Yeah, you know, you're you're right. The the American belief is that uh, they can come in and uh, show them how democracy works, and they would accept democracy even with Islam. That's what the can't Americans be believe. It can't be yeah. done. Yep. It can't be done because it's simple. The Quran forbids it. If the Quran forbids it, how can you expect a Muslim to follow it? I want to know. They can't. I know they have to follow the Quran explicitly. 
Um, and you, you know, I, I started thinking of, uh, I've been to the Middle East three times. I started thinking of all the countries that I've come in contact with and the people um, uh, from Muslim countries. And I'm trying to think of one that has a democracy and I'm pretty much gone through the, the list and uh, I, you, you know, it's pretty it's hard to come up with one. <laughs> no, yeah. you can't. Honestly, I'm not saying it because I'm being clever with you. I'm telling yeah. you, that I deal with facts. I deal yeah. with reality. And I challenge anybody you're right. to prove I mean, me wrong. Razuli, you're right. Mm. You're absolutely right, Razuli. I mean, the, you know, it's it's bad. I mean, it's something that is, it's an epidemic. It's a It's a scary epidemic. And you know, um, let's let's all you know everybody. Uh, I feel really confident about November, but obviously we all need to pray. Uh, I think the good Lord, I think, um, is looking over us and watching over us and going to get Rory, to give us the, the good Lord supports those who do something. God supports right. those who do something. Right. He will not support right. people who sit down on television watching television right. and not voting. Get out and vote. I know everybody has to get out and vote. Absolutely. Um, Rizuli, um, your yes, book. Uh, again, everybody, you can buy you can buy Rizuli's book. Um, real quick, I'm pulling it up right now. It's on Amazon. It's, it's on Amazon. It's on. It's called Lifting the Veal: The True Faces of Muhammad and Islam, and you can find it on Amazon. And veil. it's selling really well, and it gives you all the facts and everything you need to know. And it's really a great book. God bless you all. Have a good day. Hey, uh, <laughs> and Rizui, I want to have you back on next week, okay? You email me. Tell me when you want me. I'll be with you. All right. God bless you. Take care. Have, have, a, great, have a great day, Take sir. Take care. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye. Bye. Wow. That was, that was amazing. I'll tell you. He, uh, what a life. Uh, and Obviously, I said have a good day because he's in Europe. It's we're in a different time zone. Um, but uh, Jesus Christ, what a life this guy! Jeez, the stuff he experienced, the stuff he went through—it's mind blowing. Stuff is mind blowing. Um, Doctor Butler, we got to we got to get to a lot yeah. of stuff. Big things going on. Um, I was Already. talking about earlier, obviously, my opening statement about the Brett the Brett Kavanaugh thing that. Uh, it's just such a it's, it's a it's a load of baloney. It, it's a it's a big load of baloney, yeah. and uh, you know it's it's a coincidence that you know we have all these we, we had these people come out a couple days right before they were going to vote for him. You get these random uh, people that can't even tell their story straight, uh, saying he sexually assaulted them, and the, and that and they're they can't even yeah. answer the who, what, where, and why. You know what I mean? I mean it's a bunch of gibberish. And, you know, I know you've you know you've looked at this and probably yeah. written about it and are uh, paying a lot of attention to it. Your thoughts? Yeah. So um, all, all the Democrats really want to do is delay this yeah. as long as they can and try to stop well, they're vote the confirmation. On they just announced. They just announced today right, they'll I be did. voting Friday. And good and good for the Republicans for standing up. Now that'll get it out of committee. I think it takes three weeks until you have the actual vote. So. The Supreme Court session will start on August, uh, rather October 1st. He can't get confirmed, I think, till about the middle of October. But if it gets out of committee, uh, right. that's the big step where he just goes and talks to the senators and then they um, eventually uh, vote on this thing. You know, um, I, I, I listened to uh, the interview that he did with uh, uh, Fox News. 
Martha yeah, McCallum. Yeah, no, I did too. Um, I did too. And even even real quick, even President Trump has challenged the accuser to provide the, the police, and they won't. She won't do it. They want an FBI investigation. That's not the FBI's job. First of all, that's the local police. No. Wherever it happened, that's it's the police department's job to investigate. Yeah, the 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 FBI wouldn't find anything out except for the people that may have been there, but they already talked to the people that that uh, may have been may have been there. But if I listened to the interview, I tried to yeah. get a little bit of a feel for what um, Kavanaugh was like in in high school. I mean, yeah. he, he tried to be number one in his class. He was a little bit nerdy. Uh, he had no sexual contact with anybody uh, while he was in high school. He, that didn't come until later in in uh, college. He was a star basketball player, which took up a lot of time. What they're saying he did is so out of character for a person that does that and a person uh, that we've known how he's behaved for the last 40 years since then. Uh, so it's extremely out, out of character. I, I'll tell you, I, 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 I'm a little... Um, Concerned whether this uh, Dr. Ford is even going to show up. I mean, I think right. with all this, she probably will, but she's got to say some things under oath that can't be corroborated by anybody. In fact, the and people you, that and, were there will say the opposite. And you have a top, you have a top Democrat operative hired to advise her, who's advising her right, right now. I mean, that's that's right. how much it, of a set. It's all scripted. Yeah, and the idea is to just uh, look. Look, the, the Democrats don't really care so much about her, and they don't really care whether she's saying what happened is true or not true. All they really care about is doing what they can to stop this uh, nomination from going through. I mean, you're you're looking at uh, something that happened when he was legally a child. You're under 18 right. years old. You're not an adult, and until you're 18, you shouldn't even consider. Look, everybody, and Kavanaugh said in the interview, everybody has done things as a child that they look back on and they say, well, you know, I didn't, I did something stupid. Um, but he right. certainly didn't do anything that comes, I doubt, that comes near this uh, sexual aggression. I, I, I mean, the, the guy never had any sex in, in high school, so it's very unlikely, you know, for him right. to to do something something like that. I, I, it'll be very interesting to see what Dr. Ford says under oath uh, tomorrow yeah. being cross-examined by, uh, I think you're going to use Rachel Mitchell uh, from uh, Arizona, who's an expert in uh, sex crimes. Uh, so it should be pretty, pretty interesting to see what uh, Dr. Ford has to say. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting because all this stuff, all this outrage and all this, fake, scripted, you know, ignorance and, and, you know, these people making all of this commotion about uh, Brett Kavanaugh is going to, you know, he, he's basically, you know, this horrible person. He's like Hitler. Like they're doing the same sort of thing they do with most every Republican. I mean, it's the same sort of ritual. I mean, you know, the way they paint, they paint him. And what's sickening is, well, no. What's sickening is that Democrats don't know when to stop, and the Me Too movement has badly hurt them in the last year. And I quote from a statistic poll out earlier today: the Democrats have lost 42% of female voters in the last year. 
Again, Democrats have lost 42% of female voters in the last year. And I think that's a lot to do with the Me Too movement, the fake outcry, get, trying to get attention, you know, lying and making up accusations to get men in trouble, trying to be superior to men, trying to do things that aren't the American way, you know, trying to uh, slander and, and, you know, humiliate all these. Look at all these men that have. I mean, there's a lot of men that are guilty. There's a lot of men that are sexual predators. Don't get me wrong. But we've also seen a lot of men framed and a lot of men screwed over, and this kind of becoming sort of a trend. So, you know, this whole Brett Kavanaugh thing, I knew something like this was going to happen. I just knew that there was going to be some sort of weird accuser at the last second. There's something at the last second the Democrats would pull. But this is the low of all low, like I said earlier in the show. This is desperation mode. I mean, it doesn't get any – uh, more pathetic than this. I mean, couldn't they come up with? Couldn't they have came up with any more better material? I mean, Jesus Christ! No, like you say, they uh, they uh, they tried everything. Uh, the, the Brett Kavanaugh is eminently qualified uh, to sit on the Supreme Court um, by every um, uh, judgment of him. He looks to be a, an extremely honorable man. He uh, certainly doesn't uh, – uh, it, seems, it seems to be the guy that's uh, not going to really hurt anybody. He's going to be fair. He's going to follow right. the Constitution. He's somebody that you want on the Supreme Court. I don't know how anybody could really vote against them except that the Democrats don't want anybody with a conservative leaning on the Supreme Court because they want uh, Supreme Court justices that are very liberal and if uh, Congress doesn't pass the laws that uh, the liberal left want, then they figure the Supreme Court will just uh, interpret the laws the way they want to, and it will be more in, in their favor. Um, President Trump is not going to let that happen. Um, and I don't think the American people, I'm sure the American people don't, don't want it to happen. And as was said on the show before, uh, it is ex- this election is extremely important. And it is very important that uh, Republicans uh, get out there and vote and get as many uh, Republicans in the House of Representatives and Senate as possible, because we are at a critical time. President Trump has changed the direction of the country, um, and the uh, left is uh, all up in arms about it. They're, they're losing all of their power. Things aren't going the way they want. Um, and they're going to do everything they can and uh, make people seem as ugly as they possibly can to right. try to win this uh, election. I still right. believe that um, the Republicans will hang on to the House and add to the Senate, probably yep. ending up with about 57 or 58 senators, perhaps as high as 60 senators, depending on um, some bad news that's likely to come out for the Democrats. Uh, within the next couple of weeks, having to do with some material being uh, declassified. Well, let, um, yeah, let's yeah, let's talk. Let's re, yeah, let, let's yeah, the declassified. Yeah, you keep going. Actually, you, yeah, keep going with that. I like yeah, that. Keep going. Yeah, so you you have that situation, and on uh, tomorrow, President Trump says he's going to deal with the Rod Rosenstein situation the, too, yeah, which is also very very interesting. Thursday. They're supposed to meet either Thursday or Friday. One article said Thursday, another article said Friday. So, I mean, I'm getting mixed days when they're going to meet. But anyway, there's no way that Rod Rosenstein 
stays at his job. I mean, Rod Rosenstein is done. President Trump, you know, I would just say yeah. you're fired. I mean, like he's famous for, and get him the hell out of there. Um, but yeah, I think certainly, may, I think you know, I think you may give Rosenstein the option to resign. I'm not sure though. Yeah, um, him firing him politically would be uh, a difficult situation because the Democrats would jump all over it. Uh, him but resigning, Rosenstein he'll resign. Be, he could be advised to resign. Don't you agree? Right, right, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say he'll resign before he'll 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 get fired. Um, I, you know, I, I'm not so sure Trump is going to get rid of him though. Um, I, you know, I, I tried to take a look at Rosenstein and some of the things he's done that really have hurt Trump. And you certainly don't want somebody working for you in that high a position that's not 100% behind you, and it's obviously. It's obvious Rosenstein isn't. Um, but to get rid of him, I, I, I'm just afraid of the way the Democrats would paint that, and it may end up hurting him, in hurting the Republicans in November. Um, I agree Rosenstein sh- should go, um, and he should resign, uh, and he should have recused himself a while ago with all the conflicts that he, that he has. But, um, you know, it was interesting. I've heard in the last three or four weeks that Rosenstein has been meeting with Trump and they've actually been getting along a little bit. I also heard, and I, you know, I can't verify any of this, but just the way I see it and what I've heard, um, I also heard that it was Rosenstein that convinced Trump uh, after Trump said he was going to declassify all the, the things, it was Rosenstein that convinced him to hold up on it a little bit, uh, let the attorney general l- look at it. Um, we have to think this through a little bit because uh, there's some stuff in there from Eng- that the English government did that may be a little sensitive. Um, so, so I don't know if Trump is starting to work with Rosenstein a little. And, you know, Trump has a way of taking enemies and, turning them into people who we can, can work with. I, I don't know if that's going to happen here, and he may indeed get fired tomorrow, but there's another thought that maybe he won't. <laughs> right. Right. Um, Josh, go ahead. I know you want to say something. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, specifically involving, um, you know, the midterms coming up, do you think that – any action that Trump would take to do anything against the quote-unquote deep state would be, I mean, potential potential suicide for the midterms. Uh, it depends what what he did, uh, what he does. If he just re- declassifies some of those memos and things, um, I don't think that's going to hurt him at all, and I think it'll help him. According to Trey Gowdy. There are some things in there that Brennan did and said um, that he's, Gowdy says he's going to, at the very least, he's going to be extremely embarrassed and he's going to have to do a lot of explaining. Um, so I think that will put uh, some hurt onto the Democratic view. So if, if that's what Trump does, I don't think uh, that's going to hurt him indeed. I think it'll, it'll help him. Now, there are some things he may do, he could do uh, with the Mueller probe, and I'm afraid with Rosenstein, too, 
that the Democrats could seize upon and say, oh, look, Trump is hiding something. That's why he's firing people. So it's he's kind of uh, walking, I think, a, a very uh, uh, slim tightrope here to, uh, you know, try to decide what the best things are to do. And, and you know, would it be fair to say that it really has a lot more to do with what the perceived intention is rather than the intention. Trump may have a reason to fire specific people, you know, either anywhere from um, uh, Rosenstein to Comey, but it's the perceived view that it could get from the public that would hurt in the midterms and hurt him. That's, that's exactly right. Perception is, is everything here. <clears throat> Whether you're right or wrong, of course, is important. How it's, your action is perceived will have more impact in the ballot box and on the future direction. So even if he is justified getting rid of Rosenstein, and I agree he is justified, you can't have somebody working for you that's working against you. Uh, so he's certainly justified, but it may be the Democrats will twist it. And remember, the mainstream media uh, is pretty much on the Democrat side. Uh, so they'll, they have a way of twisting it so that the perception could come back to hurt the Republicans. And that's where he's got to be very careful. But you're right. It's perception is the key. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, no absolutely. And Josh, go ahead and respond to that. Yeah, you know, I think you hit that right on the head. Coming up specifically into these midterms, you know, the in my opinion right now, it's kind of gone quiet, especially with the Kavanaugh stuff. Everybody's just kind of waiting to see what happens with that. There hasn't really been a whole lot of shifting either left or right in terms of what, who's going to win the midterms in the end. Is yeah. I mean – what, what are we basically waiting for to explode? Because something's going to happen that's going to turn the tide one way or another. Do you have any inclination of what that could be or, I mean, anything really? Well, um, as we just said, some of the stuff that's coming out about the Democrats, um, I think will will hurt them. But I'll, t- I'll tell you what, what really matters to people. I mean, look, everybody says all these things and they're really – hundreds of things to consider when you're deciding who to vote for. I mean, policies on everything, views on, on everything, and somehow you have to make a decision. So something um, ends up being the, the, the primary factor. And as James Carvel said back in the 19, early 1990s, it's the economy. It's the economy. So when people get in there, um, you know, they, they're, they're going to, think of everything that's being said and uh, all they've heard. But when it gets down to pulling the lever, you know, people are going to think, you know, I'm, I'm better off now than I was two years ago. And things seem to be improving even more. So the last thing I want to do is stop this. (laughs) And the Democrats have vowed to stop this. So I think you're going to see people, more people pulling the Republican lever uh, then are admitting they're going to do that uh, in the polls. Yeah, I, you know I think that's I think that's accurate for sure. Um, yeah, and you know I really see what 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 I see happening is 
you know, when you when you have the economy like this, and, and it's it's like never seen before. I mean, we're living in a time where uh, it, ev- anything and everything can happen. I mean, we have every unlimited opportunity. The sky's the limit. Uh, lowest unemployment in history. Stock market at an all-time high. There's more jobs than there are people. I mean, we've never had this ever. So, you know, I really think, uh, you know, just like uh, history was proved wrong uh, when Trump won, I think history is going to be proved wrong when the, you know, when the Republicans win in November because everybody, a lot of people are expecting a blue wave, but I think it's going to be a huge red wave. Yeah, and we all remember, and we all remember what the media said. Hillary Clinton has a 98% chance of winning the election, and look what happened. Right. <clears throat> and, you know, the, the, the polls were, were not accurate then, uh, and I don't think they're going to be completely accurate now uh, either. You know, um, it, it's because of the, the, the way the Democrats control a lot of the national conversation and the way they have such an impact and a rely, an alliance with the uh, media, uh, it ends up that um, people um, are a little bit reluctant in many situations to say that they're actually supporting Trump because people are saying, oh, Trump is such a horrible person. He hates women. He hates people of color. He hates everything. Everybody, um, and people are a little reluctant. So when a poll calls up, you know, even if they're supporting Trump, they feel a little uh, uh, timid about saying so. And I think that's right. what happened to the polls when uh, Trump was elected. Um, how how the result was so far off from the even the latest polls taken just before the election. And I think the same thing uh, here. Even though the polls are starting to show. Um, more favorable in the Republican direction. Um, I think they're still going to show one, by the time we get to the election that the Democrats are going to think they're going to win the, the, the House and maybe the Senate, and it's going to turn out that uh, the opposite will happen, and they'll say the same thing. How could the polls have been so so wrong? But I think, again, they're going to be off this time if they continue to say that the Democrats are going to come out ahead. People go in there, they'll think the economy, they'll say, I'm better off now than I was two years ago. I'm not going to stop this. And you're an economist, and let's face it, the Democratic Party has gone so far left, all the moderates are going to vote for Trump. I mean, they're not, you know, all these Democrats are voting Trump that are, you know, we have a lot of a lot of what you call conservative Democrats, which are physically <clears throat> conservative, yeah. and, you know, they have a lot of socially liberal views. Which you know they're yeah. and and they don't support the whole communism crazy agenda that uh, the Democrats are uh, narrating right now. No, back in the '80s when Reagan was able to attract these Democrats, the blue dog Democrats right. they call them, uh, he was yeah. able to uh, attract them, and uh, that's how he was able to build his um, majority. It, and look at the states Trump flipped. I mean, he flipped Michigan. Yeah. He flipped Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. He flipped, yeah. And then there was one more that he flipped. I think um, it was Florida, wasn't it? Or Virginia. I can't remember. There was, well, there he was, did flip Florida. Yeah. yeah, Florida was another one he he, he won at the end there. Um, I think Michigan, he, uh, I mean, Ohio, Ohio was always a toss-up. Ohio um, was the key, and he did get that one, too. Yeah, he got <clears> that. Yeah. Yep. He got that. 
Um, and that was, yeah, I mean, in terms of um, what, what I meant by toss-up is, uh, usually Ohio, it's, it's not, it could go to either candidate. I mean, the, you know, yeah. whatever the election year is, I mean, it just all depends. But Trump won Ohio by a significant amount. He did very well in Ohio. Um, but you see all of this, the turning, like they're seeing the radical agenda from the left and economic-wise. It's just not, right. it's not living up to their par. That's why they're going with Trump. Yeah. You know, a lot of these um, moderate Democrats who are not going to accept this uh, uh, far left socialistic view, um, many of them are still going to have a tough time voting for for Trump. Um, So I think what happens is uh, those people just don't vote. Um, And if uh, that happens and Democrats get a a not so good turnout, uh, then the Republicans really win, win big. I think that's why Obama's running around the country now saying you have to vote, you have to vote, you have to vote. Because uh, I think there is a big chunk of the Democratic Party uh, who really can't support the left progressive movement, and they just don't feel comfortable voting Republican, uh, so they're likely to sit out. And Obama yeah. knows if they sit out and um, you know don't vote Democrat that the Democrats are going to lose. Uh, so he's running yeah. around the country, and now they have Michelle Obama out there, just wrote a book, I think it's released next week, uh, she's out there now sort of saying the same thing. Um, you know, Democrats, you really have to get out and vote. So, um, you know, we can uh, change what this president's doing. Remember, it wasn't too long ago we had a great president in there referring to her husband. Um, and it's important that you get out and vote. So I think they're they're concerned, too, about the, a poor turnout uh, from Democrats. Well, I mean, you know, it, it's the Obamas aren't helping anything at all they're making things worse um the you know they they let a lot of people down i will tell you there's a lot of furious democrats um that that i that i've talked to um and that can't stand the obamas and what they did to this country and you know it's it's a different it's a different democratic time than it was when we had a, a guy like JFK, JFK was a, a conservative Democrat, which, you know, JFK had a lot, if you look at policy wise, a lot of similar policies to President Trump. Um, Reagan you know, and Trump, of, yep, that's right. Exactly. You yeah. know, before you go, before you, go um, you know, Josh, you want to respond real quick and then I want to say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just just simply, you guys are talking about basically the fringe Democrats that are most likely going to be making a switch per economic, you know, the economy and, uh, you know, the economic uh, boost that Trump has given them, you know, as, as many of those Democrats that actually, you know, have own businesses, have money uh, that influence the economy realize and get away from, you know, the Marxist ideology that's going to be more and more people voting voting right because you know they don't believe in a win loss you know outcome anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you're right; they're uh, you know they're not going to uh, just go in and do what they've always been doing. Um, this is a very critical election, um, yeah. as as was said earlier in in, in the show here. Uh, it is very critical that we keep this uh, Trump momentum going and we don't allow the resist Democrats to stop it. 
Right, and I, I do I do want to get your response on um, here here is Trump's. This is just a minute clip, real quick, going to play uh, Trump uh, about meeting with Iran. Uh, one six. Iran has acted very badly. We are doing many things right now, including sanctions at a very massive level, one of the highest levels we've ever done. Iran has to change its tune before I meet with them. They want to meet. I'm not meeting with them until they change their tune. It will happen. I believe they have no choice. We look forward to having a great relationship with Iran, but it won't happen now. up a meeting with North Korea. Chairman Kim has been uh, dealing with us. We have made tremendous progress, far greater than the media would understand or know. Uh, It has been uh, really a very good relationship. As you know, there have been no tests, no nuclear tests, no rockets, no missile launches, and uh, we got our hostages back. We're getting the remains of our great heroes back. And that's already started that process, and many more are coming in the very short future. So we're doing very well with North Korea. Again, far greater than anybody would know. I have uh, much personal correspondence with Chairman Kim, and uh, we will, uh, I think we'll do something that's good for Chairman Kim and good for North Korea, and also good for the rest of the world. A meeting with Rod Rosenstein on Thursday. Today I'm doing other things, as you probably have heard. Venezuela is a very sad case, and we want to see it fixed. What's happening there is a human tragedy. Okay? So, oh, gee, I don't know how that happens. Okay, so God. Okay, so here we go. This is this is crazy. This is crazy. Um, what I want to what I want to say real quick though. Um, we know that they signed, you know, Trump signed that big Korean deal today, and I want you to just to pinpoint that real quick to the audience because you're an economist, and that's going to do very well. But do you also see Trump doing a deal with Iran, um, you know, economically, like, uh, you know, the deal that was made earlier today? Um, with Iran, um, the, the, the first uh, – priority is to get them to stop sponsoring so much terrorism, um, which they've been able to fund with uh, the $140 billion that was given to them in cash. So it's easy to buy uh, arms underground with cash. So the first thing is to stop that and to stop any of their nuclear ambitions. They don't seem to be willing to do either. So Trump has put on um, very difficult sanctions uh, which are causing severe economic problems in Iran. November the 4th, crippling sanctions go on Iran uh, that will make it nearly impossible for them to sell oil. Uh, and once that happens, their economy will collapse. They know that. Um, so they're going to have to eventually talk to uh, Trump. Um, Once he starts dealing with them from a position of strength, which is where he likes to be, uh, I'm not sure what will come out of this. Uh, The the goal would be um, to try to get Iran to act the way a a country who's a a member of the uh, world uh, is 
supposed to behave. The people in uh, Iran, um, uh, they're, they're really warm, generous people. I've met many before. Um, they have a, a, a dictator, literally a dictator there, uh, that's just uh, has ambitions to have Iran be a world power and control a lot of the Middle East. Uh, and do that through the the weapons programs that they have. Uh, Trump right. won't allow that, and he'll keep these crippling sanctions on as long as he possibly, as long as he has to, rather, uh, until Iran comes around. The longer they wait, the the more difficult their economy becomes. The more likely you'll see their uh, the people uh, start to protest, which has already started, uh, and perhaps rise up and uh, maybe. Uh, uh, do enough to maybe create reg- uh, regime re- regime change. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things where you know it's it, yeah. There has to be something done because Iran needs us way more than we need them. And you know, uh, exactly. In terms, of the, in terms of the agreement that was signed today, the Korean trade agreement. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So um, we had a trade agreement with. South Korea, most recently negotiated yep. by Obama uh, in 2012, KOTUS, I think was the, the acronym for it. <clears throat> um, the problem was it allowed um, South Korea to dump steel into the U.S. Um, and it uh, pretty much locked uh, U.S. manufacturers, particularly in the car industry, locked them out of South Korea by setting a, a quote, I think, of 25,000 cars per per year. Uh, so Trump was able to renegotiate some specifics there uh, so that the South Korean market is more open to uh, U.S. manufacturers. And it also uh, reduced the amount of steel they could sell in the country since they are essentially dumping it. Um, so it's a good start. Uh, it took what was a not so good trade agreement negotiated in 2012, which would still be in effect, uh, and it renegotiated that and took it from something that was not so good uh, to something that's not really so bad. Uh, it's not um, what we'd like to get in the long term, but it is a great first step. <clears throat> it says, look, this this is working. We can renegotiate with our trading partners and come up with uh, trade deals that are not lopsided in favor of the partners and to the detriment of the U.S. This is the first step. The Mexican one, as you know, has already been done. Uh, Technically, I think Canada has until Friday to um, join if they want to get in with the Mexican uh, agreement that we have. I don't think that's going to happen. So we'll probably go with Mexico and then bring Canada in at um, a later date. But today marked the uh, next step in moving forward. Uh, Now, eventually, he's going to work with all of our trading partners and come up with good trade deals for all of them. So this was not huge, but it was a great first step. Right. Very well said. Uh, Dr. Michael Bussler, um, always a pleasure having you on. Yeah, um, absolutely. Say, I want to thank you. I want to thank you. Um, and uh, you're you're obviously going to be a big part of the uh, um, our, yep. our the new media site, the Next Gen USA, which we're very looking forward to. And then um, Josh, my buddy, 
Um, but um, I want to – Josh, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> All right. I just want to say a final question to Dr. Buskler before he goes. Yeah, you know, real final question. How is these how are these sanctions going to impact the people uh, you know, over there uh in Iran, specifically the people, less about the the regime and more about the people? Yeah. It's going to hurt them. Um because the sanctions will end up crippling their economy, uh which means that the the Iranian people are all going to be hurt by these sanctions. Um, unfortunately, there's really no other way to um, get the Iranian government to uh, negotiate with us in, in, in good faith um, until they have pressure from their own people. And by putting on the sanctions, which will lead to poor economic conditions, they will then put a lot of pressure on the government to either do something or they'll get somebody else in, in there. Well, well said. Well said. Um, Dr. Butler, we got to let you go, but thank you. Um, All right. Where everybody thank can you find very you, much. Your column. Please, please tell us where um, everybody can find you. Uh, on Facebook, the, the page is Funding Democracy, Funding Democracy, the Economics of Freedom. So just uh, facebook.com forward slash Funding Democracy, and you can read all about me. Excellent. Always a pleasure. Dr. Michael right. Butler, everybody. Thank you. Very famous guy. Take very care. great guy. Friend of the show. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Hi, Roy. Uh, always a pleasure having him on. A uh, few things to say before we go. Uh, the judge will be likely to toss the Stormy Daniels lawsuit she tried to pull against President Trump. So the skank can finally go away forever, hopefully, but probably not. She won't go away, but the judge will throw at least that stupid gibberish out. Um, Michael Moore's new movie, trying to compare Trump to Hitler, has failed at the box office terribly. It uh, took a big dump. Uh, Bill Cosby was sentenced to three to ten years in prison today. Um, so he's getting held accountable for uh, the Spanish fly that uh, he used to brag about in his uh, comedic act about raping women. He's a sick motherfucker, and he's going to pay for his time. Um, so, yeah, I. Uh, with that being said, we talked about a lot of big stuff today. Uh, there's a lot of topics I did not get to, um, which includes free speech and Gab's plan to replace Twitter, which we will talk about tomorrow. Gab's a conservative type of Twitter. Um, thank everyone. Uh, visit RorySodder.tv, the Donald J. Trump store.com. Um, you can visit, you can you see our show on iHeart, listen to our show on iHeart, Stitcher, CastBox, Player.fm, iTunes, Spotify, Blueberry, Radio Public, just to name a few. Um, we will be back with you all tomorrow. Thank all of our guests. Thanks to all of our um, audience. Thanks to all of our um, my, my co-hosts uh, and all of our sponsors. It's been an amazing night. We will see you all tomorrow, everybody. God bless. Cheers.